Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Sephra Schuber. I'm really glad to have you on again and be very self-indulgent and get to talk about my music. (laughs) I love it. I'm really excited to talk about your music. Last time I was on, I actually kind of wanted to re-ask you every question you ask me. So (laughs) I always enjoy your you know, your podcast where you get to answer the questions. So yeah, I'm all about it. (laughs) Well, here I am. What do you got? (laughs) Well, first, like today we're talking about without, which is the third track in bloom. Take it away. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, first of all, I have to say, I really liked this track. It has a lot of really interesting, um, things about it, but I'm not here to talk about it, but I might interject (laughs) now and then. Please. Um, so the first question I have is, what do you like about this song or the recording? Yeah. So it's it's funny because it's one of the tracks that I've been the most shy about for some reason because it's it's the first thing I ever recorded myself singing in. And wow. uh well I mean you've been my voice teacher so like I am a singer but I was just really I don't know it it's it's very emotional and very raw. And so it's always kind of hard to put that out there. Like whenever you're playing an instrument, you can at least kind of in a way hide behind the instrument. The instrument isn't you, but the voice is you in a way. (laughs) And so at first I was really shy about this track and kind of scared to show it to people. But I think now what I really like about it is I hit a high A in it <laughs> and Very that was, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was in like 2013, no 2014. And so I wasn't even as trained of a singer as I am now, but I like, even then I was just really happy that I was able to hit that note. Yay. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Um, in a, in a weird way, like I'm, I'm just proud that I can listen back to it and especially being a singer and knowing how much better of a singer or how much more nuanced of a singer I am now, being able to look back and listen to that and still be like, I like how I sound there. (laughs) Yes. That in and of itself is a feat for any vocalist is to be (laughs) able to listen back to something you recorded and say, I like that. It is yeah. <laughs> very hard to do because you're absolutely right. It's to me, it's, I play several instruments, but none, you know, I don't consider myself an expert in any, but my voice is definitely, it's very vulnerable. You know, you mm. kind of have to trust it and, and it's going to have flaws because it's yeah a part of a human body and human bodies are not flawless, you know? Exactly. So I think that's part of what makes it beautiful, though. You did hit that high A very beautifully, I might add. Thank you. I, I liked it, too. So um, so that kind of leads into my next question, which is that it's almost all vocals, which I really like. <laughs> but why did you choose purposefully to not introduce other instrumentation into it? I mean, there's percussion, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why did you choose not to add more? So this song is, I guess, a version of a song that I had written previously. It's it's a song about education and kind of being exhausted by it. Uh, I wrote it in high school, and then I went on to get an associate's, and then a bachelor's, <laughs> and then a master's. And the song is still true to me, even though I keep doing this to myself. Uh, I'm I probably going to get a doctorate. <laughs> so, yeah, and you know the same, but it's like the the song is very, I mean, it has a similar feeling in that sense. But this this version of the song, I, the original song is called Without Us, which kind of says like the educational system is sort of convincing us that you won't get anywhere without us. And some cases that is true, some cases that isn't true, but like we're kind of indoctrinated to feel like 
the educational system is, I guess, making itself a necessity and uh, in a way cornering the market. But anyways, the, mm-hmm. the song is originally written just voice and guitar. I'll probably end up adding more instruments anyways. But this version of it is something that I wasn't able to do as just like a singer songwriter. This is more of a kind of poetic interpretation, like musical interpretation of the song. Okay. And so the, the drums are like a, a March. It's super slow. It's at 60 BPM, um, which is the time that seconds are. And so (laughs) whenever you're sitting in class and waiting for it to end, you can just like listen to the clock tick. And so the drums uh, are kind of this like never ending march as we kind of sluggishly work our way to the next class. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of the the feeling with the drums. But then... I don't know. I I didn't feel as good about my guitar playing then. And so rather than kind of muddy it up with like trying to get a good enough guitar take, I felt good enough about my singing to where the vocal harmony could encompass the whole song. And I think another part is vocalist. <laughs> go ahead yeah right it's like well <laughs> what tools do i have at my disposal <laughs> yes. and what tools can i use effectively so then just use the whole thing and so with with this it since it is kind of a very emotional piece th- the usage of the voice as kind of the the toll that the education system takes on humanity that has to live through it, it is told through the voice rather than told through an instrument. So, yeah, I think it it made sense at the time to just do voice. And as it kept layering, I don't think I, I saw any way to just like do more to it because my voice takes up a lot of frequency range, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. You did. You, I mean, it ended up, I think, very full and it, it doesn't feel like it needs anything else to me, Mm. you know? Um, but that's definitely like a choice, you know, like a lot of my acapella students, you know, would be like, what, this is like a normal, you know, but there are a lot of, not a lot of artists, but I've, you know, I've come across several artists that end up doing something like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, even within an album that has a bunch of instrumental stuff, a lot of times people think of like, if you're using just the voice, you must be like, it must be like a kitschy thing, you know, like pentatonics, sure. but, but it doesn't come across that way at all. It just sounds like that's what it should be. So yeah. that's interesting though. Are, have you ever released the, the version with the guitar and with the lyrics and stuff? I haven't. I don't think I've ever even actually recorded it. Recorded it. I, oh, wow. I play it live because sometimes whenever I have sets that need more originals than covers, I'll stick that one in there too, but I just haven't yet. And maybe it's, it's something like I'm waiting for the light bulb to go off to figure out what the, the rest of the sound is supposed to sound like I've, I've played it with, with, bands as well whenever I do like a full band live show and I like how it sounds but it I'm I'm sort of waiting for the right thing to come in whenever I'm I'm messing with it and find what it really wants to feel like Um, I always kind of describe the the creation process as chiseling away the marble that isn't the statue yeah and so this a lot of my songs and my, my next album is going to be a singer songwriter album. This song will be on there. Cool. But yeah, you'll, you'll hear what I ended up deciding on then, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I just think that would be really cool to hear now that I've heard this version of it, it would be cool to kind of hear where it came from, but we'll just have to wait for the next album, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. My next question that I think you might've answered already is what feeling does this song convey to you or what feeling do you hope it will convey to the listener? Desperation. Okay. <laughs> it, in, in a way it's like, I mean, I feel like school is not something that everyone has to do. Absolutely. And it's, it's a weird opinion to have as someone who has gone to school for most of my life, but I've known so many friends that have like gone to college and changed majors every year, every two years. And then they just like drop out and find some other job. And they're still like thousands of dollars in debt because they didn't know what they wanted to do. And I feel like forcing people to decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives at the age of 18 is kind of a risky thing, a risky responsibility to put on to people. Yeah. And so there is a sense of desperation because of the social pressure that comes with having to go to school. I mean, sometimes the teachers don't really care about the students. And so maybe they're put into environments where, I mean, the, the second verse of the song, which isn't in this, but the second verse of the song says, ridicule and abuse those better than you, those worse than you, those different from you. And that's kind of, it happens a lot in school because all of these types of people are crammed together and the teachers can't oversee all of these things. And so this stuff happens and these kids are forced into these bad environments and there's nothing that they can really do about it because they can't not go to school. Yeah. And so it is like a desperation because we're trying to find our way through this thing, but not everyone has to have it. Yeah. And and even the people who who succeed in school might go into the rest of their lives and not know how to apply any of those skills either. And so there there is a, a huge sense of desperation about this kind of forcing yourself to go through this thing or being forced to go through this thing and still not know what's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, I had... Of course, this is like way further than what you're talking about. But one of uh, my first classes in my master's degree, my teacher said, listen, like if you don't really want to be here for your own reasons, you should not be here. Like you do not have to go to college. Don't let anyone convince you that you have to do this. That's ridiculous. Like there are so many other things you could do. And I was I was kind of like taken aback and I was like, that's, that's pretty amazing that like a teacher would come out and say that, you know, because (laughs) let me just say universities don't maybe love it when you say that to your students. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I think it is, I mean, ultimately, you know, our society does pressure people way too much, I think in that area unnecessarily so but I mean my my grandpa probably like a lot of people's grandpas like you know stopped going to school in eighth grade or something you know sure and it's like you know of course it was a different world then but like he did fine he enjoyed his life he worked on cars all his life you know and he loved Mm -hmm. it and like you know I don't I you know that change is interesting yeah people can find a way no matter what Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like from taking, from encouraging people who maybe should get an education, who, who would thrive in that environment, um, Mm -hmm. to forcing people into it is doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would be a small gap there, but somehow it seems like that's kind of, we've somehow (laughs) like jumped to that gap of like, Hey, you know, if you want to go to school, you can do it. We'll try to empower you to do it into like, no, now you have to, <laughs> Yeah, especially exactly. like kids who get, I'm thinking from a higher education perspective, but mm-hmm. from that perspective, even I, you know, I see students who get a lot of help to go to school, which I think is great. But then mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, they're being kind of 
pushed into it by their families because they are getting that assistance. So it's right. like, well, you have to take advantage of that opportunity, you know? And, and sometimes it's totally like awesome and they love it and they should be there. And sometimes they don't want to be there at all, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, ultimately you're an adult now. So you do get to decide, you know? Yeah. But prior to that, it's like, yeah, everyone's just forced into it did you i'm kind of assuming that you did mix this song yourself did you mix it yourself yeah so like like i said the this whole album is music from the very beginning like whenever i first got an audio interface which came with ableton live light and every song on this album is made in Ableton Live Light. So there's like a limit of eight tracks. Right. <laughs> there's like only so many effects you can have on stuff. And really, I didn't like it was just me figuring out what I was doing. OK. And that's kind of why it's called Bloom, because it's it's my growth as a producer, as a composer, as a musician. And so I did mix it. And I guess in my like naive intuition it just sounded good yeah and it's kind of funny because it through what i've learned through production school and all that stuff it's like there are all these methods to making stuff sound good but then at the end of the day everyone is always saying if it sounds good it is good yes. <laughs> and so in my naivete i enjoyed how it sounded and it was good and that's how it ended up so (laughs) no I think that's great I think I think it's easy to in all of that knowledge forget to just like listen to it and be like Mm -hmm. is it good Um, because that's the biggest tool you have is that natural ability to kind of well maybe natural or maybe learned from listening to other things Mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah so It sounds like you didn't really have, I was going to ask you about like what your approach was to mixing this. I'm assuming at that point, maybe you didn't really have an approach or did you kind of have a mindset going into how you wanted it to end up or how you were going to go about it? I don't think I even knew what mixing was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like totally. I was just making stuff. Cool. And so... I mean, yeah, in a in a way, whenever you're making stuff and you turn something up and you turn something else down, the that is mixing. Yeah, but like absolutely. it it was just kind of in my head, I think it was just layering. Okay. And so how I was working with the layers, I mean, again, start with that drum track and then I loop this thing. And then what I did after that is that I turned on a delay for it. Okay. Uh, and so it would it would start stacking gotcha. with the with the loops. That's the second loop. Um, but then that would be playing on top of the first loop. And then the third loop. And so now we have two chords happening. I don't think I I mean, I knew what chords were, but <laughs> I don't I don't think I fully acknowledged that, like, I was setting up two chords to happen back and forth. Right. So it was an A minor chord to an E minor chord. Following your and, intuition, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then I hit a live recording. So <laughs> the funny thing about whenever I started doing this is that instead of kind of dragging everything or like putting everything into place as I was making it I actually just did it all live (laughs) and so (laughs) I I had the the loops pre-recorded and so I would like I would hit record and play the clips and as (laughs) it was recording like it would just have the clips looping and then once that third loop had played I just hit record on a live track and I just started singing. And so I was playing Ableton and I was singing. And so uh, <laughs> I I was 
then live layering the delay because it had a super long feedback. And so the whole song kind of stacks on itself. Yeah. And so it, it started with... And so that was super quiet, but it kind of... I don't know if you can actually hear it at the beginning, uh, only if you're really paying attention for it. And in the song, it's, There is no life out there. Hmm. And that is, Without us, without us. And so the whole thing is kind of stacking those phrases on top of each other. Okay. There is no life out there without us. But then as the song progresses, it gets a bit louder. Yeah, right. And so you keep hearing these themes progress through the whole thing as I get louder with it. So it starts quiet and then it gets louder. And as it's layering uh, with the delay, all of these ideas just keep repeating over and over again. Right. Until the harmony with it and that is a harmony with the original without us melody okay until i mean at, at that point in my range i'm way louder and <laughs> yeah. then it it goes into this final explosion of big notes <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny listening to it soloed without the rest of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's still pretty good. Like, <laughs> it is actually, uh, yeah, yeah, very nice, open. Like, it's a little like strenuous, but like you're managing to do it in a way that it doesn't <laughs> sound like you're like, you know, dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it took a number of takes, but yes. <laughs> So, I mean, the whole thing is kind of going back to your original question is like the whole thing is about layers rather than mixing. Okay. And so with the delay, all of these ideas stack on top of each other. And then once that big stuff happens, the delay is kind of repeating big stuff and so I have to back off everything else and so the song kind of falls apart at the end in a way yeah and so pieces of it start going away the loops go away yeah um until the delay goes away and then you're left with the drums which is still like the march goes yeah. on regardless of if the people shut up about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, that's really cool. Um, it that that makes a lot of sense because it sounds kind of like someone is live building things. You know, it mm. it it almost like it has that feel to it for sure. Do you know like how many individual clips are there in there that you're like looping and adding delay to and all of that? Like, like how many of those little pieces? You know, those little melodic pieces. Well, there's there's three loops, really. Okay, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Those loop the entire time. And then everything else is live? Everything else is just live okay, cool, and cool. delay. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, that's really cool that from three loops, right, you have this really full sounding, like, mm. it's, that's really cool. I think that's awesome. It just shows <laughs> that simplicity... You know, you can do so much with with those simple pieces. So it sounds like this, it kind of emerged this way of like, because I'm, I'm, it's really clear as a listener how the song starts and ends very simply 
and builds really big, you know, in the middle, like that, that kind of arc, that kind of climactic arc is like really cool and really bold in this song. And I was, you know, I was thinking like, it was that like a choice? It sounds like it kind of just emerged that way as you're playing it, but did you purposefully want to like build it up and then have it stripped down like that? Or did it just kind of like happen? Like you were saying, where like, well, it's too loud. So I have to take something out. It was a little bit of both. I think it was like the idea was just initially playing with layering, but then once I put all the stuff in, I had to find a way to end the song. (laughs) And so, okay. Uh, it couldn't just go on forever. And so I, rather I than, mean. sure, <laughs> rather than like cut it off, I mean, there's there's ways of ending songs. And I think that's kind of, regardless of if you've thought about it or not, if you reach this point in songwriting, you're going to have to approach these crossroads yeah. and go, okay, so does the song fade out? Right. Like, well, and that could have been a choice that you made. That's part of why I asked that question is like, that's kind of the other obvious option is to just like have it get big and then just fade it out like mm-hmm. in the fade. Right. And then the other one is just like a big, like, right. cut off. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to do that because the delays were stacked and I didn't gotcha. have any like manual way of controlling the delay. It was just, I set I send stuff into it and then it repeats. <laughs> cool. Because <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know how right. to use it. And yeah. so I was just like, well, then I'll have it go all the way back down. And what that ended up feeling is, is yeah, it creates an arc rather than just a big diagonal line. Right. And I like that arc. I think it it worked because of that. I don't know. Whenever you, you layer a bunch of stuff, you kind of forget about the initial layers. Yeah. And so once everything was stripped away, I, I turned the feedback down on the delay. You go all the way back to the drums, which if you don't know it, like they've been there the whole time. Yeah. And actually like dr- throughout the middle of it, I like added a ride. Yeah, I noticed uh, that actually because I was like, "Have these been? Have these drums been the exact same this whole time?" And I went back and listened. I was like, "Aha! No, he changed it." <laughs> yeah, and so, but then once it it comes back down, the the ride goes away, and mm-hmm. now you still have this never ending march. And so it's kind of like reminding you how we began. Yeah, and so I I liked that approach more just because it it allowed you to pay attention to each layer again. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and I mean, from like a metaphorical standpoint too, it's like like that, you know, that frustration with the educational system is then like, okay, well, I guess I'm just back to like slugging Next away class. now. Like I yeah. got mad about it, but like, you know. Um, exactly. Yeah. So what role does this song play in the album as a whole? It's, I think it's the only song on the album or the only track on the album that is based on a previously written song. You know, everything else I kind of experimented with kind of from the bottom, but I had this song and... I was just trying different ways of messing with it. And so I think since the whole album is about my learning of creation, it's this track kind of says, here's not just building something from the ground up, but here's a way that I could create something new out of something that I already had and reinterpret something and tell the story in a different way. Cool. Okay. So it's like a little piece of that learning process, I guess. It's yeah. like its own individual little like discovery or whatever. Yeah. 
And cool. the other thing about it is that the the whole album is actually in order of when I wrote or oh, cool. when I, whenever I started making them. And so it's in chronological order. And so it's not so much about like this one is here because it thematically makes sense with the whatever. It's, <laughs> right. it's literally like a a progression of my learning how to make music. That's cool. That's really <laughs> cool. Is is there anything you regret in the creation of this song? If you believe in such a thing as regret. I don't I don't actually regret uh, I a long time ago, I decided that it was a silly emotion that didn't make sense to me. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I get that. But I think maybe with where I am now, uh, maybe I should have been more okay with sharing this one. Okay. Because I feel like it's it's something that kind of stopped me as I was showing people all of these tracks and I originally put these out on my SoundCloud. They're kind of different versions because I, I reworked them at some point later. But I originally put these out on my SoundCloud and I I never really showed people this one because I was always so shy about, uh, it's my voice and I don't know yeah. if I sound good or whatever and being so self-conscious about it. And so maybe today's me is more eager to show people rather than Good. hold back and not share something vulnerable. Yeah. But now, now I know that like it's the vulnerable that is more important rather than the like, Oh, this is cool. It's to me, it's more important to share what I'm vulnerable about rather than share the cool stuff that I make. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I try to, I try to tell my singers that all the time is like, do you want someone to walk away being emotionally moved by what you just showed them? Or do you want them to just be like, oh, they're obviously a very good singer. You know, they're very <laughs> talented. You know, sure. like how talented? That's so impressive, you know? And some people just want to be impressive. <laughs> and like, sure. so I have people like say like, no, I I want them to leave thinking I'm awesome. I'm like, okay. But, <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but to me, I, I, I totally agree. To me, the more important thing is, is someone connecting to the emotion of the song and vulnerability is the way that happens. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's awesome. Have you showed this song to like friends and family and what have their responses been like? I haven't really shown it to that many people in okay. a while. Well, I feel so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, people are, are going to hear it now and people right. are hearing it now because I've been posting every day on Instagram with clips from the album. Right. And so you can hear clips of the track, but. So how have those people responded? People like it. And Good. it's, it's nice for like, old me that was shy about it to like get the validation of like no look this old recording of you is actually good and people like it and that's that's been nice because it'll just encourage me to continue to put out the stuff that I'm more vulnerable about it seems like a lot of the songs that I like on other people's albums are more so the ones that are really emotional, really vulnerable, really dark even. And so to be able to share that with people and they still receive it well makes me feel better about sharing something that is that vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. I totally hear that emotional aspect in the song which I thought was really cool even without any lyrics, you know, that frustration frustration is kind of what I but it was really cool that just through the way that you sang things it really the emotional aspect really like came across which was awesome do you have any hopes in terms of like what people like will gain or take away from listening to it if that makes sense as opposed to like just like what emotion will they think it is but like what will they actually like you know what would be the impact of it 
if that makes sense. Yeah. So the album is an ambient album. And, and so it's like, it's background music, but it's not necessarily music that you don't pay attention to. If you want to not pay attention to it, you can. Okay. And so this, this can just be a, a vocal pad in the background, but if you if you do pay attention to it, I I at least hope that like it makes you kind of stop and feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Yeah. And so okay. it is in a way it's kind of an, an invitation to vulnerability to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Whatever. I mean, yes, the the song that went into the creation of this is about education, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that to whoever is listening to it. And so whatever frustration or whatever desperation anyone might be feeling, I hope that that can sort of allow those emotions to happen in a, in a way hearing someone else be vulnerable can allow you to be vulnerable. Absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. I always say being yourself is the easiest way to make someone else be themselves. It's like Mm. the more Mm -hmm. you're just like who you are, the other people feel more comfortable, you know, but that's taking it a step further. Vulnerability (laughs) is like, so that you kind of touched on this with the ambient music, which to me, ambient music is the hardest music to not listen to. (laughs) I think just because of who I am as a person, it's like, Mm. If I'm listening to it, I just know there's things going on that I'm not hearing and unless mm. I'm like focused. So do you have any sort of like image in your mind for how you like the environment in which people would listen to the song? I know like for me, a lot of times, like I just hope people will listen to my songs on like decent headphones because that's, but that it's really just a reflection of like my personal preferences in Mm. terms of like being able to hear what's going on. But do you have any sort of like vision for that? Or is it kind of like whatever? I don't know. I think that the weird part about it is that like background music has a strange, I don't know, goal in a weird way of like, I want you to pay attention to it if you want. Okay. But if you don't want to pay attention to it, you can also do that. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like, it, is it a good workout album? Maybe. There's a lots of there's lots of ups and downs in there, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. And so it's like if you if you're writing a paper or something it might be good to have something going. And so I don't, I don't know. I, at least with this track, I don't particularly care. Okay. <laughs> be, because it's so kind of specific emotionally, it, it doesn't quite lend itself to a variety of environments like some of the other tracks on the album. Yeah. So it it is kind of one of the tracks that does kind of grab you yes. rather than let you be. <laughs> yeah. And and there's a few of those on the album. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I think the first time I listened to it, I was kind of, which was a while back, but I was kind of like listening to it somewhat passively just to kind of, you know, all right, let me just check this out. And, but like, by the time we get to sort of the climactic point of the song, I'm like, totally like on the edge <laughs> of my seat, if you will, you know, sure. like what's going on here, you know, like, cause that mm. emotion really does kind of like, it's like, pay attention to me. <laughs> sure. So, but yeah, I think it is good to be open as creators to how people kind of take in art because you know, ultimately you put it into the world and then it's up to the, the consumers of it, if you will, to kind of decide what they want their part in consuming it to be. Right. So, yeah. And I don't think like there is a, a right answer, I guess, if you want to consider that of like, there is a correct interpretation of the piece if you want, but like, 
and and that's just because that's how I made it. But if you interpret it differently, like please do. And I'd I'd like to know too, because it's uh it's always more interesting to to see how how my communication succeeded in some ways and even failed in some ways. And that would be interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I just have one last question, which is, is there anything else that you would like to say about the song or about the album or anything else you would like to say? (laughs) (laughs) I think that this, this album has been a long time coming and I've, I mean, I think I had sent it to you in the past before it was mastered and so it's been a long time coming. It's just been something that I've wanted to get out before I can really like focus on the next thing. And so it's it's kind of been this like cloud hanging over my head of like just let this out and let people listen to it so that I can move on. But the other part is that, like, I am really happy with it that even though it is music that I started making in 2013 and ended at about 2015, it's weird that I can still look back to it. I I don't know if it's weird, but I can still look back on it and really enjoy every single track and really enjoy how I made each one. And the other weird part is that, like, I don't know if I could make this again that I'm at such a different point and I know so many different things and I'm such a different person that I couldn't do this thing anymore it's like it is a Santiago Ramones album but like this Santiago Ramones can't make this album anymore (laughs) um and hopefully every artist goes through that because if if you're just like enjoying all the things that you made and can still make them that way then you're probably not growing enough as an artist but <laughs> if if that's what you want to be doing sure but like i i want to always keep progressing but i at least feel good that this is a a foundation that i started with and can move forward with and hopefully it makes people excited about whatever else I put out because if they like this, then hopefully they'll like what I've become. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I think it will be really cool and already has been really cool to watch and rather hear the way that you have changed and developed as an artist over time. And, and beyond that, just, you do a variety of different things at any given time, you know, Mm. that are showing different facets of who you are as an artist. So yeah, I'm really excited to hear the whole thing all together and then also hear what comes next. Yeah. Real quick. What did you interpret in your listens? So I didn't have a specific interpretation. Mm. It was really just that emotional side you know because it and I I think it's kind of freeing that it doesn't have lyrics that force me into feeling a certain way about a certain thing especially right now with everything that's going on it's like that frustration and that you know longing for something better and longing for things to be different is almost like a general feeling right now. (laughs) Like it's just like a general vibe of everything. And so it's really cool to kind of get to the climactic part of this song and be like, yeah, you know what? I can just feel this feeling and not have it be me being frustrated about a specific thing or thinking about a specific thing and how we can solve this specific problem. It can just be right now, I'm just feeling this feeling that I've been feeling, but sometimes we get, you know, sometimes I tend to get so caught up in the details of something that I don't allow the more just like this, like general feeling and like being 
frustrated and whatever to, to kind of, you know, have its time and have its place that it needs. So I, it was kind of cathartic to me, I guess, in that way of kind of, you know, letting that more general feeling happen and have its place. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that. And good. Cause again, there's no wrong interpretation. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, not that the specifics don't have their place too, but, you know, sometimes you just have to let yourself feel it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for inviting me. Where can we find you and your things? Schmocreative.com slash Sephra, and Sephra is spelled S-E-P-H-R-A. But you can also find me like on Instagram. It's probably, I've been getting more on Instagram involved than I am on like Facebook and that's Sephra's world. You can find my music on like Spotify and Tidal and Apple music and all that stuff, which there it's S-E-P-H parentheses, R-A close parentheses. So yeah, Sephra. (laughs) I will add that just like pieces of schema is just, a really good album it's not just because you're my friend it's (laughs) like it's just it's just a good album well thank you so much there's good music on there and people should listen to it because (laughs) it's good music and like i i just genuinely put it in playlists or genuinely listen to the whole album because i'm like oh what do i want to listen to today this 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 (laughs) oh cool i'll listen to schema today that's awesome thank you so much (laughs) that just makes an artist's heart warm. (laughs) So thank you very much. Yeah. And now here's without in its entirety.
You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom will be available on August 8th, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background. Put it on your workout playlist. Show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy the thing and get bonus content to get a bit deep into the emotions you can feel with it. I also make music with Power Cycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. More to come from Power Cycle in the future. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music, because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.